And finally, folks, after four long weeks of arguing back and forth and controversial vetoes and controversial decisions, looking at you, Kate Murphy, we have finally made it to the final part of our Mount Rushmore bracket. It's the Elite Eight from, from here on forward. There are no more vetoes. We are going to straight argue, and we are going to figure out who is going to be on our Mount Rushmore of modern wrestling. So let's not waste any more time. Like I said, there are no vetoes. We just have to argue our way till we get to a decision for all of our four matchups. So let's go with matchup number one from the Willie T brackets, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Mick Foley. Well, I'll let you go first. You know, I'm very happy Mick Foley made it this far. Um, that's that's a win in my book. I love Mick Foley. You know, watching him debut as Mankind right now, watching Wrestle Wars and going into SummerSlam with Undertaker, it's so much fun to watch. It's an honest pleasure. And it's such a great story, such a great character. And it's only up from here. You know, everything he's done for this business, everything he stands for, and everything, everywhere he's been, all the characters he's done, you know, it's it's incredible. But Stone Cold Steve Austin. How do you go against Stone Cold Steve Austin? It has to be Stone Cold. The guy is the biggest star in the business, in the history of the business. Drew the most money, um, most of a finisher. He's, he's still the most over man in the building when he walks in. Um, there's nothing like an Austin pop. You know, you can count the number of Austin moments on your hands, shoulders, knees, and toes, and you still don't have enough. <laughs> right? Like, rivalries, feuds, matches, moments. He saved wrestling. He saved the WWE. Without Austin, you're looking at you'd be watching WCW right now. Arguably. So for me it's Stone Cold. Hands down. Kate Murphy. I agree. Stone Cold Steve Austin. As much as I hate to it against my boy Mick Foley, it's Stone Cold. Like I remember as a kid, do you remember the Stone Cold Steve Austin beer mugs you put in the fri- like the freezer? No, I don't. They they have these like Stone Cold Steve Austin mugs like they were like beer mugs and you put people like put them in the freezer and they would like use them like during pay per views and shit. I remember I thought being grown up if I had that in my freezer, I would have had it made. <laughs> like <laughs> I know it's like really weird and like really specific and like I feel like no one else is gonna relate to the story but like wrestlers and like personalities in general that have that much of an iconic impact have to go on a Mount Rushmore. You know? Yeah. So allow me here to kind of play a a couple of sides here before I let you guys know my decision. Because my decision is clear and I think I, I, I pretty much am sure what my decision is going to be. However, I do want to, want to talk about stuff. Austin had moment after moment, after moment. He sold the most merch, part of, at the time, the most lucrative time in the history of wrestling. He is one of the most influential people in the attitude there and one of the most influential people to this day. You can be going on the Austin podcast 
can make or break you. Look at what happened to Dean Ambrose. Mm, facts. Very, <laughs> very good point. You know, you his, know? His, inf- his influence in the business is still super strong. Yeah. Um, And look at all he's done. I mean, the man... Is still living his gimmick to a, to a T, even though he lives in L.A. now. Uh, he came up with his own beer. The Broken Skull IPA I still, is I still, fantastic. I still, look, I, still, I still look up where I can get it. I'm I just gonna send. Yet. I'm gonna send you a link where you can just locate it yourself. Oh, um, <laughs> the Broken Skull IPA is fantastic, and there are so many moments and so many things. He made the anti-hero a huge thing against the NWO, and ha- he also mm. had. One of the couple of greatest opponents in the owner of the entire company, Mr. McMahon, who was the perfect, the perfect uh, antagonist for him, you know, and then his main events after main events after main events with the rocks every two years was fantastic. And the only knock on Austin that I will say, and he might have been correct in this moment. He, what are you going to say? The Brock, the Brock Lesnar leaving. He left because he was pissed at the whole Brock Lesnar match being given away on TV, which I get it. But he left when he's still going to have things going. And also, heel Austin was kind of weird as well. And Austin has all these moments, but Mick Foley, in my eyes, has the moments. Everybody mm. talks, of, talks about falling off of that. It's one of the things that other wrestling fans show non-wrestling fans. Every day. <laughs> I I yeah. can't tell you how many people I've shown that match to. Yeah. It's, it's almost a, double digits. Yeah. Mick Foley to a fault at times was I think probably more of a company man than than Stone Cold was. I mean, he he has he's he's a more well-developed character than Austin is. Mm. You know, he 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 had a lot more range than Austin did character-wise, especially because he had three fucking characters. Uh, he he was willing to do probably more stuff than Austin. He was comedic. Austin wasn't... Austin was very comedic, but Austin was more comedic off-air than Foley was when Foley was on-air. And when you talk about being important to the Attitude Era, the moment Foley won the title is when WCW started losing forever. You know, it was that, going that way anyway, though. I wouldn't say I was necessarily because of Mick Foley. It was going that way anyway. Then he lost the belt soon after. I uh, uh, lost the belt soon after at uh, Royal Rumble. Yes, and even the counter to that, Austin was still a part of that moment. That's also Austin, true. Austin came in, clean house. Foley takes up the win. Got the loudest pop I might have ever heard. Yeah. When that. When that glass broke and Foley won the title. Place went insane. The roof roof was shaking. Yeah. I can tell you about it. My first Austin Pop moment um, was WrestleMania 32. Mm, That's a good one. Yeah, no, I I can tell you right now, and this this might be just a weird recollection because memories, because people's memories are weird. Uh... You know, you had HBK come out, which is a huge surprise, and Foley came out, and that was pretty cool. And then that glass shattered. And mind you, I'm in AT&T Stadium. That stadium is like a, a like a spaceship in the middle of Texas. It's a huge fucking thing. 
it was so it was so loud when that glass shattered. I went deaf for about three seconds. <laughs> Fuck. And counting. <laughs> That's how loud it was when that glass shattered. Everybody went absolutely ballistic. And that's the drawing power of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So for me, and that was way beyond when he had left. That was 13 years after he retired from WrestleMania after WrestleMania 19. So for me, it, it is it is Stone Cold Steve Austin. I love Mick Foley. He is, you know, he's been a, he's a great Long Islander. He's a, you know, he's a great Long Islander for because Kate and I being from Long Island. Like he's one of those people you fucking look up to. And he he's done so much for the business. He's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy. You know he's done so much for the bit, but it's it's you it's really hard to beat Austin, especially when one of your biggest moments in your career, Sans the Undertaker, is when Austin helped you out. Yeah, that yeah. that is a very 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 good argument for that. <laughs> yeah, so I I think we're unanimous, which I don't think we're going to be unanimous for for much longer stone gold steve austin our first member no. of our mount rushmore uh so let's see i want to go with intriguing matchups right now and all of these are very intriguing but i'm go with the one that's probably going to tuck at kate's heartstrings that much more um nope <laughs> nope yeah we're gonna go to the kate murphy brag we're gonna do a little x here great john cena versus chris jericho Kate Murphy, you have the floor. <laughs> no. Um. Fuck. This is. What the fuck? This is a lot harder than I thought it would be. And I knew this would be hard. It could have been Jeff Hardy, but thank God so we didn't like, do that. <laughs> yeah, thank God is right. Stop it. Um, I think I'm struggling so much is because, like, again, two of my favorite wrestlers who have ever lived. Like, Chris Jericho is perfection no matter what era, no matter what decade, no matter what promotion he's in. Like, he's amazing. But at the same time, though, like, John Cena, like, he is one of those wrestlers for me that, like, has always really hooked me. I've always loved John Cena. Even when no one else likes John Cena, I am always, I'm, like, loyal to John Cena for, to, like, a fault. I love John Cena. He loves the business. He loves WWE. He's one of the best they've ever had. But, like, fuck. If it's just WWE, I have to. I definitely John Cena, but I think I have to pick Chris Jericho. You're gonna go with Chris Jericho for John Cena. Uh oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh boy, here we go. Is right. Um, all right. So when it comes to Mount Rushmore, for me, the four people who have to be on there have to be the people on top. When I mean on top, I mean number one in the company. Number one wrestler, number one moneymaker, number one draw, number one merch seller. This number one is many different things you can do. And all of that is John Cena. He has been on top 
for the longest out of anybody, longer than Austin, longer than Hogan, longer than Taker. Most people are on top longer than Austin. Austin really didn't have that long of a run when, when you look back at it. Still, still, Austin would have had longer if he wasn't for injuries, sure. sure. But sure. Cena double Cena doubles Austin. Easily. Cena doubles Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, Cena has been the number one guy, the person the company relies on the most, more than anybody. And the 16 title veins don't, he- don't hurt either. So in terms of just the top guy, the Mount Rushmore should be for top guys, top tier... The elite of the top tier talent. You know, it's hard to get more elite than John Cena. I'm going You're Cena. Right. I'm going John Cena. I'd expect you to go John Cena. And you, you can't knock John Cena. Anybody that talks about John Cena that's in the business has nothing bad to say, unless you're Freddie Prince Jr. Then you have something bad to say about John <laughs> Cena. <laughs> uh, what just sucks is like they're Jericho and on my personal Rush Mount Rushmore, they're both on my Mount Rushmore, so like this is just difficult. Yeah. He here's my thing. John Cena is all about the business, and then he went Hollywood and started to learn Mandarin. But John Cena's all about the business. Um, and you will always remember John Cena initially as being a wrestler, just as most people still remember Dwayne Johnson as being the rock. And being a wrestler, but Dwayne Johnson and Rock also have this thing of of starting to develop a persona outside of wrestling, which isn't a bad thing. Go do whatever the hell you want. You know, we were happy to have you. John Cena is also the person who's done the most for Make-A-Wish out of anybody in the history of Make-A-Wish. Which is mm-hmm. unbelievable how dedicated he is to the youth and the being positive. And he follows as many people as Twitter allows him to, you know, how many people get excited when they figure out John Cena started following them. I'd, me. I'd lose my shit. Wait, he follows you. I cried. Yeah. What the fuck? John Cena started following. Like, when did he start doing the whole follow nonsense? I don't know. It's got to be within the last year. Yeah, it was, like, last year, I think. Johnson started following people, and, like, within a week of him following people, he started following me. And he still follows me, because I checked the other day, because I checked regularly. Is that what you... You go on Twitter, is John Cena still following me? Yep, all right, I'm good. Yeah, of course I do. (laughs) I post a lot of weird shit. And, like, I understand that John Cena probably will never see anything I ever write. Mm -hmm. But, like... With my luck, he'll see some weird shit. He also retweeted the like he quoted another Kate Murphy, which I found bizarre. Mm, True and eerie. What what I what I think I like about John Cena too, and also probably something Will will attest to too is like John Cena's an American's American. You know, yeah, (laughs) he and he. But not in the shitty way. Yeah, not in the shitty way. Uh, and he has these PSAs that he's come out with that are fantastic, that are very all-encompassing, and are very easy for anybody to get and understand. He is truly a, a genuine great guy um, who was able to get the John Cena character over. And then there's Chris Jericho, 
who John Cena is all about wrestling, but Chris Jericho, no matter what he does, Chris Jericho does Fozzie. He's had four books, and a couple of them, I believe, were New York Times bestsellers. This motherfucker started a cruise. Everything that Chris Jericho does outside of it and his podcast, too, revolves around wrestling in some way, shape, or form. Even his books talk about things he learned from wrestling that he applied to the rest of his life, but it all circles back to wrestling. And also add to the fact that some of the best people in the business have had one good character go over, and that's been that way forever. Jericho has multiple characters go over in multiple different organizations. And for me, even though Cena's a top guy in one arena of wrestling, for me... The arena of wrestling. Very true. For me, for me... I put more weight on somebody who's able to replicate that success wherever they go. New Japan, even though he never won the big title in New Japan, which I thought he probably could have. Um, New Japan, WWE, ECW for a lot of it as well. Uh, WCW, he was the biggest thing that Eric Bischoff wouldn't push. Also because he started fighting Goldberg backstage. (laughs) That's also an issue (laughs) as well. Uh, his multiple WWE runs, the, that's where a lot of the reinvention became a huge thing. And now AEW. Jericho's a bigger star, not as champion, than he was as champion. Yeah. And and for me to be able to consistently do that and consistently tweak your character year after year after year and consistently still get over... That Batman knows wrestling in and out. It has become a science to Jericho, and he has perfected that science. And for me, I'm going with Chris Jericho. Oh, goddamn, man. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, my, I crossed out Chris Jericho's <laughs> name the moment Will said John Cena. I go, well, of whale pick John Cena. That means Ricky's definitely picking John Cena. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 will, I will push back. Go ahead. Because there is... There is no one who's been more important to the business in the past 15 years than John Cena. The business of WWE or the business of wrestling? Business of wrestling, even. John Cena has brought so many people... John Cena made it mainstream as fuck. Yeah. Made it mainstream again. Exactly. Like, Jericho is phenomenal. He's the wrestler's wrestler. But Jericho has not had the impact on wrestling that John Cena has had. He's had the impact on fans and product, but the business and the industry, it's all John Cena, baby. I would actually flip that. I think Cena has had an impact on the fans and the product because Cena was the guy that they had to that they had to push for the PG era. And from a financial standpoint, Cena's leaps and bounds above almost anybody that we still have remaining, for the most part. Uh, but Jericho, I think, is the one that kept the people who were still there there. Kept marks there. Yes. Jer- Jericho gets the stupidest shit over, though. That's very true. And I like, only Chris Jericho could. Do you remember that episode of AEW? I think it was, like, very early on where he, they were doing, like, they were, like, fighting, like, by concession. He goes, I bought a ticket. I got a ticket. <laughs> and then the next week, there's fucking shirts saying, I've got a ticket. Like, he got shit-faced in a Longhorn Steakhouse and lost his title. And made a little bit of a bubbly thing. And, yes. 
and had a champagne line as a result of that. I would like, say I would say in the past Chris- in the past four years, Jericho beat Cena, but in the career overall, it's still John Cena. John Cena has had like maybe a year or two that's been bad in wrestling, and by bad I mean not successful. Jericho has had plenty. Jericho has had some bad runs, some dry spells. Cena's been consistently on top since 2006. It's one thing to st- it's one thing to stay there, but the f- but to say fall down and get right back there, I think says more. Yeah, but John Cena for the most part has kind of been placed there. Like he's the top guy, he's the designated top guy for a reason. No matter how over or not over John Cena is, John Cena's place remains the same. Chris Jericho, even when he had dry spells, he recovered from reinventing himself every time. Yeah, yeah but you can make that argument. You can make that placement argument for anybody. Like that's what people say. Like people who don't watch wrestling say to me, "It's like, I mean, is it like? Are they? What do you mean they're stars? Like they're? I mean, no, no, no. They're written as stars. Like there's a, like there's a, it's like there's, there's a difference. I mean, even if you're written to win, you still need to get over with the crowd. You still need to have that financial value. You still need to be the value to the business. And I think John Cena has done better than that than Jericho. I think he's done better on the financial, getting over the crowd. I think it's one of the things that Cena... I mean, is he over in the sense that he always gets a reaction? Sure, but so does Jericho. But is he over in the sense that people actually enjoy the Cena character more so than any character Jericho's created? I would say that goes yeah. to Jericho. Yeah, Cena does have real heat. That is a good point. Like, Cena... All right, so Cena was over with a very specific crowd. Yeah. That's that's fair. That's very fair. That's a very valid argument. It's a very financially financially lucrative crowd because it's the children. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, really, the only people who hate John Cena are Marks. (laughs) Yeah. Right? And Marks make up a very small percentage of the overall crowd. Sure. So... Whereas Jericho, I mean, everyone loves Jericho. Don't get me wrong, but specifically who, who praised Jericho is the Marks. And the mm-hmm. Marks make up a very small percentage of the crowd. But they're kind of the, vo- they're like the vocal minority, which is like they have a lot of influence. Definitely. I'm not, I'm not going to downplay the value of Marks. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those Marks. Um, <laughs> I will. They're trash. Like, I have a wrestling podcast. I can't say I'm not a mark. It's impossible. I've been doing it for five plus years. Okay, I'm a That's very mark. true. <laughs> right? Like, fuck me. Um, There's a difference, though, between you and, like, the rude, disrespectful marks. There's a difference. Yeah, the only difference is I don't tweet. Um, that's really the only difference. Um, You're also not rude. And you can formulate an argument. Yeah, and you, you, you're open to listening to other people's opinions. Most people were like, oh, fuck this, fuck <laughs> John Cena. I'm a gay dubby. <laughs> I mean, this, this, based on my qualifications for Mount Rushmore, it has to be John Cena, but if I'm outvoted, I will concede. Yeah, I... I... I support either one being on top, honestly. I, I'm not going to fight too hard either way. They're two of my favorite wrestlers. I win regardless. So, Kate, what is, as I'm going with Jericho, Kate, what is your final decision then? Still Jericho. It's hard. Uh, it's very hard for me to pick. Just, just, just because I think all of our decisions should be unanimous for the final rounds, 
Uh-huh. Just as just as a principle, I will concede and also vote Chris Jericho. All right, Jericho. That's really nice of you. Yes, Jericho is in. Oh boy. All right. So, Jericho's in, Austin's in. These two are really hard. Are really really hard. So, I'm going to go with the lesser of two evils right now at the moment. Um Mm-hmm. And this is not by much if it's a lesser of two evils. We've got Shawn Michaels versus The Rock in the Dusty Dave bracket. I'll Wait, do you tr- want to start? Yeah, I was like, I'll try <laughs> to start this. Mr. Rest- you got Shawn Michaels, Mr. WrestleMania, the man who was at the beginning of his career the worst person to work with backstage <laughs> <laughs> just a just an absolute piece of shit asshole but in the ring he was magic absolute magic him and Bret Hart one of the greatest robberies of all time the Iron Man match changed wrestling changed pay-per-view wrestling um his WrestleMania moment after WrestleMania moment after WrestleMania moment after WrestleMania moment even in losses are great. Like Shawn Michaels may have done better at WrestleMania losing than he ever did winning. He has a losing record at WrestleMania. He does have a losing record at WrestleMania. You know, he Which is commendable in itself. Yeah, he encapsulates everything wrestling should be. It's us he was a show to the ring. He was a show in the ring, he was a show after the match. He was fantastic, all you know, politics aside. Shawn Michaels knew that if he walked a certain way at a certain pace, he would be a face. And if he walked at a different pace in a in a different like kind of way in the way he changes mannerisms, he would be a heel. He knew that science to a T. He is one of the first wrestlers that was pretty much an average sized wrestler to make it that far. We don't have Shawn Michaels. We don't have Daniel Bryan. You know, that, yeah. that's point blank period. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels is that standard for the average size wrestler to get into to wrestling and make it. And then his demons caught up with him and he lost a smile and he got injured and stuff. And then he came back for a second. Like he found God. He came back for a second run. And the second run was fantastic. I mean, let's not forget DX in all of those runs, his comedic geniuses. He was a commissioner for a while. He had this weird thing where he joined the NWO. Um, he, he super kicked, he super kicked Sean Spears <laughs> backstage. <laughs> One of the best moments ever. I forgot about that. You know, there, there is so many moments. He, he, he screwed over Bret Hart. <laughs> Um, it, you know, and it, it's so much Shawn Michael that like, I haven't even gotten into his retirement year with him and Taker in the greatest match that I've ever seen. Um, and then the sequel, you know, and, and then he retired and then he unretired into that match, uh, on, in, I think in overseas. And that was a trust or fuck. Uh, and now he's NXT as a coach, and he's doing wonders there too as well. It, it's it's really hard to go against Shawn Michaels, and if there's anybody to go up against him, you have Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Austin did so much, and then to pass it off to the Rock, 
and for like a see, year. Yeah, to see what and he then did. he left, and then he left too. Yeah, right. That uh, rock. Yes, that rock, buddy. And he came back. I mean, the rock came back after years. Had one of the biggest pops of all time as the WrestleMania special guest or special host. Um, and you know, he he made transitioning to the movie world easier for everybody. He's not the highest paid man in Hollywood for like four or five years straight. The Rock is a giant talent. Uh he has he's he's it's Austin in the sense he's he's like a darker Austin without the beer drinking. Um and he was the great he was a great antagonist to Austin and he was a great antagonist to Triple H when they were both coming up at the same time as well. Uh the Rock more so than Cena, the uh, well, to be determined, comes back, still gets a great pop, still gets those moments, gets people over, got Rousey over years before she got there. Uh, he, you know, he's just electrifying. It's just that for The Rock, he's not there enough, probably, for a lot of people, which is something that Cena knocked him for. But when he came back, him and Cena did a lo- did did something that Shawn Michaels couldn't do for the most part. He built a story over a year in advance with Cena and main event of the WrestleMania with one of the highest gates in the history of WrestleMania by gates. I mean, pay-per-view buys, which will never be broken because they went to a network model. Shawn Michaels never did that. The sequel kind of sucked, you know, but the Rock, it's it's one of those things. Like the Rock was one of the people who was featured on the 30th anniversary, the WrestleMania 30 intro. HBK wasn't, which I thought was a mistake. Um, if I'm being honest, and and honestly, I I don't know, so I, I'm I'm going to abstain from making a decision right now. But will I want to? I want to hear what you're thinking. All right. Remember last week when I um I used my veto to get HBK into here. Yeah. I did that because it's an easier argument for Shawn Michaels over Vince McMahon over The Rock. Um, surprise. So, again, the uh, Mount Rushmore should be reserved for the top guys, the, the tippy-top guys. Now, it's not saying Rock isn't a top guy, a tippy-top guy, but Austin was always one step above The Rock. Always. Always. So, if Rock is going to be here with Austin, I think Rock needs an asterisk. <laughs> like, straight up. I don't think you can honestly have both of them. It has to be one or the other. And since we already chose one, kind of got to get rid of the other. And Shawn Michaels is Shawn Michaels. He is the most fluid guy in the ring probably ever. He is like the epitome of a wrestler. He is everything you want. Um, Grandma, you say what you want was an asshole. Say what you want about um, him swinging over Bret Hart. But he was so big in that Attitude Era. I see Shawn Michaels as a wrestler, as a performer, as a incredible talent. I see The Rock as an act. As a performer. As a sports entertainer? As a sports entertainer. 
Now that's that's not that's not really necessarily like a dig on Rock. That's a very important part of the business and a very important part of wrestling. But it comes down to what do you value more? And for me, it's Shawn Michaels. It has to be Shawn Michaels. Kate Murphy? Honestly, I agree with Will. He hit it completely on the head. Like, The Rock has a bigger, probably worldwide influence in general because of, you know, the acting and all that shit, but Shawn Michaels. Like, he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He is a wrestler. Like, he is wrestling. The Rock isn't wrestling anymore. He's, he's. It's part of him, but it's not all of him anymore. Gotcha. And which is some similar to why I had to pick Jericho over Cena, like he, like Shawn Michaels. Even after, ow, I hurt my hand. <laughs> even after, um, ow, fuck me. It's the people's hand right there. Even after the ghost of the Rock is yeah. giving you the people's elbow right now for not picking him. <laughs> Well, fuck off, Rock. You left to go to Hollywood. I stand by my choice. I stand by a wrestler. Yeah, I love The Rock. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love The Rock. I do too. Like in when when we were in WrestleMania in New York, I was just like, I hope The Rock shows up. I I would have preferred Rock over Hogan, and I marked me the too. fuck out for Hogan. And I loved seeing <laughs> and, I, and I loved seeing Hulk Hogan. I loved seeing Hulk Hogan. I'm ready to argue for Hulk Hogan. But for right now, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta argue for Shawn Michaels. <laughs> okay, for me, it, it's it comes down to this because wrestling's a good part of it, and sports entertainment is a huge part of it, especially in the in the era that The Rock was in. The Rock is a classic sports entertainer. He was equally as entertaining as face as he was heel, but so was Shawn Michaels. Um, he got different sides of his character over, but so did Shawn Michaels. Um, you know, there's always a giant pop for The Rock, but so is Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and I think there's one thing to be said in 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 a couple things to be said in Creams of The Rock, is that, you know, it's always said about The Rock because The Rock was bred, and we always forget that his father and his grandfather are in the business, a part of a Samoan dynasty. So Rock was semi built for this, even though there was some trouble from time to time. The Rock is also a national championship football player from the University of Miami as well. So The Rock is stupid talented. And when The Rock finally made his way to wrestling, they had one trout with him and they were like, this guy's going to make it. So he was like, it was almost like a manifest destiny for The Rock to make it where Shawn Michaels didn't really get that opportunity because he had to prove himself in the ring before he got anything else over. And they are kind of neck and neck to me. And so the only thing that I can really be like who has it better in is the wrestlemania moments like the rock has the austin rivalry that happened every two years and wrestlemania 17 that main event was fantastic besides the austin heel turn even though it's it made sense storyline wise um and then i think about the greatest sports entertainment match i think i've ever seen not wrestling match sports entertainment match i've ever seen in hogan versus the rock in toronto Mm-hmm. That is, they these guys were so over they didn't have to lock up and the crowd went ballistic. 
absolutely ballistic. It's one of those things that you just like, you're like, how in the world did this work? Because the match is actually pretty, is decent, but it's not the greatest yeah, watch, thing of all watch, time. Watch, watch, watch it on mute. And say yeah. that again. Try saying that again. Yeah, if you watch it on mute, it's not a great match. <laughs> you watch it. And it's thing that they have these moments, and Rock has a lot of good WrestleMania moments. You even have Rock and Sock from WrestleMania 20 and all of these things, and he buried Eric Rowan forever and ever. Um, Eric Rowan's still getting rock bottom for WrestleMania 32. But I think HBK just has more WrestleMania moments. And if you're gonna and we're measuring these guys, you gotta measure them on the biggest stage in wrestling, and it's WrestleMania. And HBK beats The Rock in that standpoint. So yes, I'm also going to go with HBK. All breaks, right, I got my got, yes. got my got my win back. It breaks my heart because I love The Rock. You and know, like, Ricky, I, it's, it's this this you know why, we know why I say Rock <laughs> should never be on there. Um, this is why. Um, who mm-hmm. is who is your friend who sat with at WrestleMania? Was it Charles? No, it wasn't. Well, Charles, I brought to WrestleMania, but he didn't sit with me. I sat with Dave. Right. But it was, yeah, he came to our, he came to our tailgate, right? It was Charles. The giant, yeah, Charles. Dude, really giant, loud dude. Yes, I was with Charles okay. um, last week. So um, I was talking to him because we were talking about Mount, 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 Mount blah, 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 blah. We were talking about Mount Rushmore in general. Yeah. And I, I, and I asked him, I'm like, okay, you can only have one. Is it Rock or Austin? And he goes, he goes, Austin. Um, and he gives me all of his reasons, but he goes, reason number one, <laughs> like, he goes, like, look at my shirt. He's like, it's Austin <laughs> every single day. And he goes, look at my shirt. He was wearing the rock shirt. <laughs> right? So it's mm-hmm. just like, the he took his personal feelings out of it for his love for the rock. And if you look at just straight performance and impact, you cannot have both. You have to have one. And the easy choice is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, and I and you know, if you if it was the if this was the Rock versus Austin, it'd be probably a different argument. But it another thing for it is you don't have the all you don't have the just bring it shirt unless Austin three sixteen shirt is made. Yeah. Cause that style of shirt mm-hmm. was popularized by Austin. And it's still, I believe to this day, the highest the the highest selling merch that WWE has ever created. Yeah, it is. Definitely. Not not the NWO shirt? NWO was WCW. Don't get me wrong, I bought an NWO shirt. Those are probably neck and neck, to be strictly honest. Yeah, like in the hype, probably. Still, still to this day, they're probably neck and neck. Yeah. Even when you go into Spencer's to this day, you see an NWO shirt and you see an Austin shirt. Yeah. Because why the fuck not? All right, here we go. The final one in the bracket of the King King Ricky Rose bracket. It's probably the hardest one that we're going to argue. I don't know who wants to go first. If anybody wants to volunteer, go right ahead. You have the the Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan. Will, you volunteered to go first. Knock yourself out. All right, so I want to take you to a world of the 1970s. Um, Oh, goodness. A world I can never never possibly experience. Um, what was professional? Right, right, right. There's a lot of probably a lot of cocaine. Um, what was wrestling in the 1970s or before? Bef- uh, so my point is, what was wrestling before Hulk Hogan? It 
kind of was just a carny show. You know, it was a lot of territories. There was a lot of this kind of like your local wrestlers. It was a lot of kind of just another circus act. No one really kind of knew like it was still real. It wasn't necessarily the money-making entertainment conglomerate we see today. What changed that? Vince McMahon. Well, the, easy, the easy answer is Vince McMahon. Yes, you're not wrong. But how did he do that? He stole from the territories. And who did he steal? Well, he bought him out, but he, he stole everybody. Everybody stole from the everybody. 80s, Vince McMahon took from, from other territories. Yeah, but who did he who did he put the responsibility, whose shoulders did he put it on? Hulk Hogan. Uh, yes, because he stole a lot from the AWA. Um, yep. And Hulk Hogan was one of the prizes that he wanted, correct? Hulk Hogan. Without Hulk Hogan, there is no Shawn Michaels. There is no Chris Jericho. There is no Stone Cold Steve Austin. They might still exist, so don't get me wrong. They might have a career in wrestling. But the money-making WWE today, the WWE Network, AW even, all of wrestling you know it as you know it today, the popularity, the intrigue, the cultural rebound, the attitude era, none of that happens without Hulk Hogan. Not a goddamn thing. And he was on top in the most critical time for wrestling. If Vince McMahon is trying to buy out the territories and make wrestling into the vision he sees, no one else could have pulled that off. There's no Randy Savage without Hulk Hogan. There's no Ultimate Warrior without Hulk Hogan. There is no Sting without Hulk Hogan. It's Hulk Hogan. (laughs) I mean, there was a thing without Hulk Hogan, and he was. There was a thing without Hulk. There really, was a thing without Hulk Hogan. But I'm saying, okay, really more over. like in WCW, right? Uh, but like Hulk Hogan made wrestling mainstream. He put it on the map, inter inter not even nationally, internationally. I don't know when New Japan Pro Wrestling started. I don't know the origins of it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was around the 70s or the 80s when Hulkamania was running wild. I believe they were still going. It wasn't probably as unified. If I, I, I'm not sure about this, but I know there was a Japanese style of wrestling and a presence. I, I just don't think, in general, it was as popularized as it is today. And that's due to you know technology and, and news spreading faster. Mm-hmm. So then we have Undertaker, who is easily, single-handedly, Without a doubt, Vince McMahon would say it included the most respected and honored man in wrestling history. With the greatest career. Hands down. Hands down. But going back to my criteria, through all the era that Undertaker has wrestled, you know, that late 80s, early 90s, Attitude Era, 2000s, Ruthless Aggression, PG even to modern day. Undertaker was never that guy to carry the company on his shoulders. He carried the locker room on his shoulders. Don't get me wrong. He played judge, jury, and executioner in anything with the boys. Wrestler's court. Wrestler's court. He's your wrestler's wrestler. But for Mount Rushmore, I think Hulk Hogan had a bigger impact on the business than The Undertaker, because The Undertaker doesn't get a chance for his kooky character without the mainstream significance of Hulk Hogan. You don't get 
You don't get characters like The Undertaker if Hulk Hogan didn't make wrestling mainstream. Before that, wrestling was known as athletes like Bruno San Martino, like Harley Race, the badass motherfuckers you don't want to fuck with in a bar. Like, George's Gorgeous, Gorgeous George was one of the first characters. And uh, Freddie, uh, uh, Superstar Billy Graham. And Superstar Billy Classic Graham, which is, which Superstar Billy like, Graham is the character that Hulk Hogan stole. Yes, definitely. Char- still characters in wrestling, but for something like The Undertaker to work, you need a Hulk Hogan. You need that 80s boom. You need to say the vitamins, eat your, eat your vitamins, say your prayers. You need wrestling to make international headlines. You need the Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler. You need that crossover. You need, and that's not possible without Hulk Hogan being Thunderlips in a Rocky movie. All this is not possible. This podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is the most important man in wrestling history, period. Who wants to go next? I will. Uh, I would kick back on a lot of that. I don't think you have the boom of wrestling in general without MTV, not Hulk Hogan. And we were, we've mentioned this on the podcast before. If it wasn't for Captain Lou Albano making a relationship with Cindy Lauper, then you mm-hmm. have the rock and wrestling connection, which Hulk Hogan becomes a piece of, but not the main component. And that spearheads WrestleMania and WrestleMania becoming a spectacle. And what's Hulk Hogan was the main event in a tag match with also the celebrities, um, in Mr. T, Muhammad Ali was a part of it. You had um, Liberace was a part of, I believe, the original WrestleMania mm-hmm. as yep. well. So it, it's one of those things. It's you got to have that moment of crossover, which Hogan wasn't a part of, you know, and but he benefited from other people's hard work, which is kind of a Hogan story, especially in WCW. Um. But you can't deny what Hogan did for the business and his his character work and all of that stuff. I think some stuff that Hogan gets credit for is poorly accredited to him. Hogan is the person, obviously, that became a giant standard bearer. And One just of the worst mid- wrestlers of all time. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> One of the worst wrestlers, <laughs> actual wrestlers of all time. Absolutely. Horrible to work with, too, because the, the Hogan trying to get himself over all the time. Uh, absolutely horrible uh, to work with. But he had, he knew the crowd. He knew the crowd. You know, say what you want about Hogan personally. Hogan knows how to play a crowd. Mm-hmm. And he knows how to do Still. it really, really well. And it's it's one of those things like when you look at Taker and Hogan, it's like who like when you if you talk to a non wrestling person, who are they gonna say? Do you ever gonna say Hogan or Taker? You may even have the Goldberg for that kid that grew up in the nineties. <laughs> you know, but it's probably gonna be Hogan or Taker. It's one of the two. They're that iconic of characters. You know, they'll and, know Undertaker, they'll know who he is, mm-hmm. but they'll know more about Hulk Hogan. Yes, because I because Hogan just was doing it longer, I believe, as well. Cause like it's like we like our generation knows Taker really well, and generations before us kind of know Taker, but they know Hulk Hogan really, really well. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of one of those things. And then I look at Taker, and you know, 
and also talking about what do you do on the biggest stage. Hogan headlined WrestleManias after WrestleMania, like the first third of WrestleManias. Yeah. And Taker wrestled in like four decades of WrestleMania. Main evented four decades of WrestleMania. Main evented four decades of WrestleMania. I believe. Something like that. Um, I know he's been in four decades of WrestleMania because WrestleMania spans over four decades. Let's see. And he, 90, and he won- 2000, 2010, 2020. One yeah, two. yeah, that's four. Yep, and twenty-one and O at WrestleMania. Granted, yeah. one was granted. One was against Giant Gonzalez, and no one wants to talk about WrestleMania nine. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was technically a DQ finish, but it's still a win in the record books. Uh, but. <laughs> <Classic>. <laughs> You know, it's 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 one of those things that it became iconic. It kind of pigeonholed Taker for a little bit, if we're being honest, because it's like, what are you going to do for the WrestleMania streak? But whenever WrestleMania came around, he 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 showed up, and then WrestleMania thirty happened, and even in a loss, it was still the biggest thing coming out of WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan winning, be damned. When you think of Wrestle, when I think of WrestleMania thirty, I think that's the night Taker lost. I also think it's Hogan, oh, yeah. Hogan, Hogan called it the Superdome or the Silverdome. The Silverdome <laughs> was never invited back again. <laughs> you know, so and and Hogan has these moments, and like you have the moment where where Lesnar beat Taker, and that that I still refuse to see that match all the way through to this day. But then you have Hogan slamming Andre the Giant. And you that know. moment alone, that moment alone, <laughs> how many, how many wrestlers talk about that think, moment? Not even that. How many wrestlers watched that and thought, I want to be a wrestler? John Cena mentions it all the time. How many wrestlers do you think, how many kids in the eighties do you think watched Hulk Hogan and went, I want to be a wrestler? Almost everybody. And how many people do you think watch Undertaker and go, I want to be a wrestler? Probably people were probably like, I'm scared of shit. Even though I was never scared of shit of a taker. Um Right? I mean, you know, that, I mean I I honestly don't have I honestly don't have an answer for that question. I didn't mean it as like a gotcha moment. I meant that as yeah. like how much do you honestly how much do you honestly think? Because I don't know. It's true though. <laughs> I, I yeah, I don't know at all. Like Under I love the Undertaker and I always have and always will, but like the Undertaker was never like my in ring inspiration. At least in my mind anyway, you know, like Yeah. He, That's not who I wanted to be. I just love him. He he was definitely mine. I mean, he has the one of the grandest entrances ever. He's got one of the greatest storylines in the history of wrestling. You know, the the Undertaker Kane reveal, beautiful, mm. absolutely beautiful, the way it was done from from start to finish. You know, and you can argue that if it wasn't for Taker remaining. At WWE, WrestleMania is done. If Taker goes back to WCW during the height of the Attitude Era, it's over for WWE. Absolutely over. You need that stalwart to keep the ship going. And he was that person. And Hogan has this thing where he, you know, he's transcending the business, which isn't always a bad thing. Um, and he he remains the character that he was for the most part. And so did Taker, but here's where I think the big difference is for me. Um, 
Taker had a character change and became the American Badass, which was fine. But it didn't move the needle like Bash at the Beach 1996. Is that correct, Will? Uh, Yes, correct. Bash at the Beach 96. Hogan goes from red and black, or I mean red and yellow, to black and white. And it shattered wrestling. Absolutely shattered wrestling. Because and it was it was un, it was unspeakable. Yes, and li- like Taker losing at WrestleMania, it was unspeakable. But the difference is Taker didn't parlay that loss into a comeback, probably because he pro- he couldn't because physically, and Brock benefited from it. But Hogan took that turn, and became the biggest guy in wrestling all over again when everybody thought he was done and a one trick pony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he literally he literally did what Undertaker did twice. He did what Austin did twice. He did what Rock did twice. He did what every single top guy did twice. Who else who else has done it twice? Who else has had um an Austin 316 moment twice? Yeah, he had Say Your Prayers and Eat Your Mighty Wins, and then he had NWO for life. The, yeah. the only other person that I can see doing that, it obviously wasn't to the magnitude of what Hulk Hogan did, is Jericho. Jericho has many catchphrases I got. He got a list over um, An imaginative yeah. list. <laughs> <laughs> but again, yeah. I, I, I put Jericho and Hogan on two different levels. Like, Jericho's on a level of his own, but Hogan is three or four steps above that level. In my opinion. And I, I mean, Chris Jericho is great, but I'm saying as a career as a whole... Jericho is just really lucky. He had a really he's had an amazing past five years in his late in his mid to late forties. I don't know. Oh wait, Jericho is still fantastic time. Oh wait, Jer- oh wait, Jericho is my favorite Jericho, always and forever. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But watch Jericho debut in September nineteen ninety six, and you will think, how is this guy the same guy? Which I think is the brilliance of Jericho because he knew when to, he knew when to switch. Yeah, but you know, staying on, staying back on topic, and I'm, I know Jericho made it, but like Hogan, <laughs> Hogan has again, like like you said, he is the number one person in the business for multiple years, twice, doing the exact opposite. And then when he returned to WWE and did the NWO thing, had the thing with The Rock, then went back to to red and red and yellow, and won the title again. Oh my god. <laughs> I love Taker. Taker's my all-time favorite wrestler. There is nothing Same. that intrigued me more about wrestling than The Undertaker. He is he he's the pomp, he's the circumstance, he's the wild in-ring ability from somebody that you never thought possible. The, the man's six foot ten, six foot eleven, walking the tight rope like a trapeze artist. That's absurd. But the moment it's Hogan. I, I The moment is Hulk Hogan. Not Terry Belay, because we all know Terry Belay is a little fucked up. But it is okay. hard. Yeah. <laughs> but it is hard <laughs> to... It is very hard. And Taker's a great opponent, because you can also say, Taker beat Hogan. You know. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> and, he, and he also screwed over Hogan at that Royal Rumble where Flair won the title. Um, But it's just... 
the the here it is. What it breaks down to is this: Undertaker losing at Mania is a little bit lesser of a moment than Hogan turning at Bash of the Beach. That's what it breaks down mm-hmm. for me. So it's it for me. It is Hulk Hogan as the final person. You know. Yeah. I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't have to. I didn't have to sway you, Ricky. Not to be honest. I'm very very happy. Um. If you asked wrestlers, who would you put on Mount Rushmore, Hogan or Taker? I guarantee you about 95% of them would say Taker. That's how much respect he has. If yeah. you ask fans, I think it would be very split going towards Hogan. Yeah. Also, Taker's the one that made Vince go back and talk to Brett during the screw job. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Taker is a locker room leader. He is he is he has been the standard in WWE for the past thirty years. Yeah, if you don't get the okay from Taker, then you don't make it. Mm-hmm. And again, See, but I think all that all that happens because of what Hulk Hogan managed to pull off. Yeah, it, it's it is very arguable because Hogan's just long. Hogan's just been there longer, and he was the the thing that. Vince strapped his uh Vince smartly strapped his marketing ploy to. Mm-hmm. All right, Kate, what you got? Good luck. The Hulk Hogan. Wow. I don't want to vote for him, but I have to. <laughs> Kate just tired. <laughs> yeah, so you you don't have to vote for Hulk. You can vote for Taker. No, it has to be unanimous. Well, it's a true story we made up halfway through. Yeah, so it was a it was, yeah, a, it was but... a it was a brilliant. It was a brilliant idea. <laughs> I thought. I don't want like I. I don't like Hulk Hogan at all, but like I can't deny his impact. Like I would be. I would just be petty for voting for Taker as much as he's my. I love him. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. I would be petty to not vote for Hulk Hogan. Yeah, like it. it like, I don't like him, but I can't erase what he did. Like what the impact he had. If you guys, if you put like, if you do like a tail of a tape between Hogan and Taker, it's literally neck and neck. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's why. You, that's why. You, that's there's a little reason yeah. why we saved this for last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> it it is literally neck and and neck, and it's it's just so hard, and it's one of those things that if we did this maybe ten years from now, if we make it that far, it might be different. Because we still don't know the lasting impact of the Boneyard match on WrestleMania and wrestling in general. Mm. All right, I'll see you in July 2030. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that Boneyard match moment may change wrestling. We just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. So it's the thing. But for right now, it, it is it is the Hulkster. It's Hogan. Yeah. That was not like, easy. Yeah. That was not easy at all. <laughs> I had, I had to I had to really put some thought into this. I was like, okay, how am I going to convince Ricky to vote for Hogan? <laughs> no, that was a great argument. You convinced me, and you know I don't like Hulk Hogan. I wasn't convinced. I just had to break it. I just had to think about it on air when when comparing the two. And it's it's just, geez, that's ah, oh, that's a rough one. So we have All right, our final Ricky. Break it down. We have Stone Cold Steve Austin. We have uh, Sean. I'm Sean Michaels. We picked Sean Michaels, right? Because we're second up thinking. We yeah, picked yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we picked Sean. We picked Sean Michaels. 
Uh, we have Austin, Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, and and Chris Jericho. All right, all right. This is going to be, be the fun part. Um, you want to go who further? Goes, no, no, I just want to... Okay, no, this, this, oh, my God, this, no. This, no. No, 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 no. This is just, this is just for shits and giggles. Mm-hmm. Who we place where? What do you mean, like one through four? What do you mean? Right now, so we got we got Washington, Jefferson, Theodore Roosevelt, and Lincoln. I personally think Washington should go to Stone Cold. The big round head really meshes well. Um, uh, Jericho is Teddy Roosevelt because he's the wild he's the white the wild horse. Like how the fuck did he get here? Um, oh, I can't know if I can have Honest Abe be Hulk Hogan. <laughs> No, you can't have him. <laughs> All right, so honest, honest Abe is Shawn Michaels because he found God. Sure. And Thomas Jefferson <laughs> Thomas Jefferson is Hulk Hogan because he's secretly a racist. <laughs> <Love it. Here's> <laughs> oh my God, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, so that was our Mount Rushmore debate. <sighs> I'm almost sweating for how hard I had to think about all of that. Yeah, my brain hurts. There's a lot of tough decisions that were made. And so, well, after finally getting this done after two years, how do you feel? Do you feel satisfied? Um, You know, I, I, I honestly don't think Jericho should be there, but you, I voted for him with you guys because I couldn't counter your argument. I voted for Jericho because he made you guys just made a very good argument that I couldn't, I couldn't just get, I couldn't, I couldn't doubt it. There was nothing I could say. Yeah. Um, I do think it should be Cena. Um, I'm okay with Shawn Michaels because Hogan, Austin, and Cena are always on there, and the fourth is up for debate. I would have chosen Andre for my personal. Um, but Shawn Michaels, I'm perfectly okay with that. Fourth is always up in the air for me. So, I preferred Sean over Vince, so I used the veto to get him in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Kate Murphy, how was but this I'm, for you? But I'm very happy. I'm definitely very happy. Yeah. Draining. Let's go to sleep. <laughs> I think Kate checked out as soon as we eliminated Punk and Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't deny it. It's official. It's not. It's not my Rushmore. <laughs> Yeah, so that that has been our Mount Rushmore, and that was a great topic. We could, I mean, I want to kind of just jumble this up again and do it another time, and maybe do it differently. But we'll have to figure it out. Do it with women. Ooh, <laughs> watch it end up being the four horse women all in the Mount Rushmore. Uh, shut the fuck up. It won't. It won't. It won't. I can almost guarantee that it won't. Um, yeah, dude, I'm fighting. I'm fighting hard for Sable. I'm just saying. <laughs> Why? Because of one sable bomb and the fact that she exposed her boobs on pay-per-view once? Hey, man, you know how important she was to the business? <laughs> you, know any, you know how many guys found out they could masturbate because of sable? <laughs> yeah, that's another debate for I'm looking time. at you, Mr. Fretz. <laughs> <laughs> Way to shout him out. Anywho, let's get the fuck out of here. This has been Kings of the Rings Podcast, episode 204. It's the Mount Rushmore finals we went from eight to four very hard uh but we got it done i've been king ricky rose find me on ambassador biggs 
across all social media outlets. Find Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore underscore podcast and find us on Rest Life Radio each and every week. Addict underscore wrestle on Twitter, Rest Life Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Like, share, subscribe, listen to us wherever you listen to all of your podcasts. Like, subscribe to us as Kings of the Rings podcast, or more importantly, subscribe to all of uh, the people on Rest Life Radio, including us. Game Changer Podcast, Young Lions Perspective, and The Delight Show featuring Mr. Man Chapel. This has been a great two-part episode. Next week, we may be going 205 Live, but we'll see. We'll get back to you on that one later on in the week. Well, over to you, sir. Yo, I'm just, uh, I'm really happy I can turn my AC on again in a few minutes. And, <laughs> uh, man, fuck Halo for releasing their games on PC every, every time on a Tuesday, every single goddamn time. Um... So I'm going to play Halo. I'm a real American. I'm going to fight for the rights of every man. And Kate Murphy, at least it's over, right? What? At least it's over. He sleeps the pain oh of having God, to go through God. having to go through Mount Rushmore is over. You're so hopeful and full of hopes and oh dreams when it started and we left you I broken yeah. and bad. We're going to have broken Kate Murphy next week. <laughs> yes. Broken Kate. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna put a streak in my hair and yell about my vessel. I will sit in chair of wheels. And I have I have nothing else to say about that. <laughs> you can find me across all social media at the Kate Murphy. And I kind of think I want to watch Hamilton again since we've been talking about the founding fathers and all that. Oh my God. Alexander Hamilton. Don't respect the man who got lost. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, we, 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 can, we, we can talk about this off air. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Hamilton's like the Drake of the Founding Fathers. Gets shot when he shouldn't have. <laughs> oh, he's a piece of shit, but like, <laughs> that musical's goddamn good. Oh, my God. Anyway, folks, Kate's going to watch Hamilton. Will's going to play Halo 3 again. I'm going to turn on my AC and who knows what that. I'm going to think about what the hell we're going to do next week and how we're going to top this. But till then, folks, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Good night. Congratulations to our Mount Rushmore winners. And uh, and fuck you, Slack. See you next week, folks. Happy birthday. Now, what? Another birthday? You know what? Just cut it. <laughs>